Welcome to the Voice of Doctor Yan, and I'm your host, Doctor Limeng Yan. In this episode, again, we welcome our prestigious uh, guest Edward Hogland because we are going to talk about the cognitive warfare between China and America, and also we will based on the. Kind of very important issue currently for Americans, which means the South border uh, safety issue and also the increasing Chinese, especially the military age illegal immigrants. And based on this example, we are going to uh, analyze what is Chinese Communist Party's plan and strategy in this issue. And also, we are going to say what Americans should think about and should act against on this urgent and serious issue. Edward Hawkland is a retired federal senior executive and a U.S. Air Force veteran. His over four decades of service include serving as a senior leader in the intelligence community and the Department of Defense, Homeland Security, Energy, and State. He served as a senior advisor to several IC agents has the Assistant Inspector General for uh, Inspections for the Intelligence Community the chairman of CIA strategic planning, a deputy team lead uh, uh, for the INF on-site nuclear arms inspections in the former Soviet Union, and as award-winning CIA intelligence analyst. He is currently an independent consultant focusing on cognitive warfare. He's also a regular host on National Security Hour on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network. Hi, Edward. Welcome to uh, the voice of Dr. Yan again. Well, hey, Dr. Yan. Thank you very much again for having me. I look forward to today's discussions. Yeah, so today uh, let's start from the uh, BBC News, which published actually uh, almost a half year ago, uh, that the title is fleeing China's COVID lockdowns for the U.S. through a Central American jungle. In this article, why I need to mention it today, because it become one of the fundamental article in this issue, talking about the increasing Chinese illegal immigrants through the whole Latino America, walk through the uh, homeland to enter America via uh, South border. Uh, back to the end of 2022, it was almost a kind of beginning of the whole uh, population from China coming to U.S. through that route. As it explained in that BBC News that the just in uh, in 2022 is kind of triple time increasing of the Chinese uh, people went through the uh Central America that route to U.S. compared to the previous years. And also, it has interviewed uh, some uh, Chinese illegal immigrants and present their stories on the media, which was widely shared worldwide uh, by uh, many media after that. And uh, in this article, basically, they cite the 
interviews, uh, stories about how the uh, people, uh, Chinese people left China with even their families, sometimes the single people, sometimes even with the kids, very young kids, even baby age kids, uh, they choose to go to uh, different countries in Latino America, like Ecuador, and also um, there are different ways for them to go to U.S. and finally uh, reach to the south border and cross it, become the illegal immigrants in U.S. and then find the asylum to settle down in the United States later. So one way uh, which was described in this uh, article is about through the, the rainforest in Panama, which is between the... Uh, Ecuador to Panama, and you have to go through this uh, like six, 60 miles long uh, uh, rainforest in the uh, valley, go through the most dangerous way in the world. This is the most dangerous area in the world. You have to pass it, and then you can reach to Colombia, and later you will go to uh, Mexico. And on the way, there are a lot of cartels. There are a lot of raping, killing, all these issues. However, it still attracts thousands of Chinese illegal immigrants, at least thousands of them per month until now. And in still increase, the, the number is still increasing, attracts them to go to U.S. through this way. And why do they choose so dangerous way to go to U.S.? And why do they want to go to U.S. through southern border? Why is the population increase like so crazy? The article and the later on follow up this kind of interviews all talk about that because this interview is telling them uh, they don't like the lockdown, very strict COVID policy in China, and they feel China's economy going down. And also they don't like Xi Jinping's uh, third term uh, as a chairman in China. They don't uh, they don't feel hope in China, so they want to uh, escape, and then they manage to go through the tough, toughest way to go to the United States. They love uh, American value, and they want to embrace the freedom. Yes, of course, there are many innocent Chinese people in this whole population immigrate to U.S. in this illegal way. However, more and more evidence and the sources we have seen now shows another story. Based on our sources in China, there are at least at least thousands of P People's Liberation Army and CCP trained professional agents mixed in the whole population, uh, go through the Latino America, go through Darien Gap and other ways reach to America through the southern border. And also a lot of evidence shows that there are other teams belong to Chinese Communist Party in the United States, welcome these people in the United States, helping them and uh, help them to um, melt into American people, American society for the further potential operations. So this become a very uh, 
very urgent issues for America's national security. And if you uh, start to follow the news, you may already see that uh, like many people are focusing on this. Uh, they talk about the southern border uh, issues and also like recently uh, the very famous uh, combat correspondent Michael Young and his team are in the direct gap now to record uh, to re and also share their observations, their findings to Americans through uh, that dangerous area. So, uh, Edward, I I think you have talked about this issue too, especially in your uh, very recent article. You talk about even once in, in one scenario, even if there is only 300 people's liberation army operators who's like the KGB from Soviet Union, came to U.S. in this way, and uh, it will become a very uh, terrible issue for America's national security. So could you uh, talk about your opinions on this issue to our audience today? No, no, thank you very much, Dr. Yen. And, and it is a very, very serious issue. And I think the uh, Congress, United States Congress, uh, both the Senate and the House, as well as the White House, are underestimating the potential damage here. Uh, we all remember 9-11. 9-11 was caused by just 11 men who came into the country legally on visas. In this case here, what we're seeing is upticks of 4,000, 5,000, 6,000 illegal Chinese immigrants uh, per year, and that's ramping up to almost 20,000. And, and prior to the discussion today, <clears throat> I did a little research, not much, but there was a book written back in 1999 by Ko Lin Chin. Uh, it was called Smuggled Chinese, Clandestine Immigration to the United States. And in that book, he discusses that there's an estimated 50,000 Chinese are smuggled into the United States each year from fees as high as 30,000. So... The numbers vary from what we're talking about here in the thousands to tens of thousands each year of illegal Chinese immigrants. And as you pointed out, Dr. Yen, some of them are very innocent and just trying to flee tyranny for freedom. But <clears throat> the, the key thing I think that we need to focus on is there's obviously a large number of those who are not fleeing tyranny. They are purposely coming here, purposely coming, taking the long march uh, the 25,000 mile long march across the globe to get here to do us harm. And my concern is, as I said in the article I had written, if only 300, if only 300 of these thousands were special operations, Chinese PLA members, we would have a serious problem. But my concern is, is more likely there's thousands of them. And just think of that is you see mass demonstration, mass, mass hate mayhem in different cities from uh, shooters, from arson, from looting. If these folks are coming here purposely to undermine and subvert our society, our infrastructure and stuff, 300 people who understand the terrain, who have, as you pointed out, Dr. Yen, a network in which to hide in and to move around the United States in, 
they can get access to weapons, they can get access to explosives, they can even get, do all that very simply by going to their uh, local gun shops or going to their local hardware store or through their uh, couriers and other folks who have gotten here. So getting them armed and getting them uh, weaponized once they're here is, is not a problem. And they're already here. So my concern is that are they waiting for a specific time then to take action? Because 300 across the United States, okay, if you look at the major cities and they start to do certain things to take out infrastructure, power grids, uh, cyber aspects also from internal to the country plus external, then we're going to have some major, major issues here. So we have an invasion of the PLA army into the United States. Now, could be hundreds, could be thousands, regardless. It's an invasion of our adversary into the United States to do us ill will. And that's my concern here. Yes, Edward, as you said, when they get into United States with the help from this uh secret campaigns, all this, uh, even not secret, secret, because these people, uh, when they go across to the um, border of America, they tell the journalists, they tell the uh, officials in America that they come here to embrace the freedom. And even they can tell you they are anti-Chinese Communist Party and even anti-Xi Jinping. And these are all become you know, now let's have, it's kind of a cover for them. So I will describe these agents. I mean, just try to emphasize that I don't mean the innocent Chinese illegal immigrants. Uh, there are really many innocent people. However, let's focus on these trained PLA CCP agents among these immigrants. These people are covered in the anti-CCP, anti-Chinese strict uh, uh, policies and anti-Xi Jinping, uh, like the Trojan horse. They came into United States and they even before the large population came to the United States, some the uh like the preparation, as we see, already circulating on the media, like this BBC article, it was published at the end of last year. And after that, there are more following up uh, interviews from different media. And according to Chinese Communist Party's uh, tactic, it almost become a new uh, politically uh, cracked uh, in people's opinion that, oh, maybe if you read all these kind of articles, you would feel, oh, you see, these interviews, they all have the different stories, beautiful story. And I see some mid-age Chinese um, illegal immigrants to, uh, tell the public that how they uh, joined the white paper revolution in China at the end of uh, October, early November last year to fight against the tyranny in China, anti-COVID uh, policies. So they get persecution. That's why they, they managed to escape. And some of them tell people that they, they have already under the persecution from China government by uh, protest or supporting like the democratic or human rights activities like the Hong Kong movement. So they they are worried to get the revenge from China government. They need to escape. However, I also have my 
on sources in China. And also we have done more research. For example, you can refer to the latest report published by Safeguard Defenders that all this evidence show if you are an innocent Chinese, it may be possible for you to get a fresh passport to leave China these days and join the illegal immigrants because you can see the advertisement through the social media around you in Chinese. However, if we are talking about the people who already had this kind of recourse, no matter you join the white paper revolution, you are arrested or questioned by the police or held by police detained in the police station for a while, or you have joined the previous protest to support the human rights, to support democracy in China. These days in China, it's even more difficult for you to get any passport or license to approve you to leave China. That means, one hand, you have seen this kind of propaganda everywhere to show you China lifted COVID, uh, COVID policies and China issued a passport to people and the immigrant, uh, illegal immigrant increasing because uh, more Chinese people can get a passport, can leave China after the lockdowns in China for three years. On the other hand, if you are really a, a dissident or anti-CCP person, we told it, uh, we, we called it as highly risk uh, factors in China, you would suffer more strict restriction from various uh, groups belong to the law enforcement department and intelligence department in China, and you would even be disappear before you try to go out. In this case, we can say that Chinese Communist Party have spent a lot of effort to portray a uh, beautiful picture to you to show that, oh, you should welcome these illegal immigrants and even there are agents you feel suspicious, but no, you should think about political correct and you should not judge them. If not, you may be anti-Asian. So Edward, I, I haven't seen many people talking about it in America. I'm not sure whether majority already thought this is political, politically correct and they dare not to touch it or just simply because they didn't realize it. And as an expert in the cognitive warfare, could you share your opinions with our audience on this issue? Oh, yes. Thank Dr. Yen. So there's a number of things to peel back there and that are very concerning. Is So first of all, <clears throat> the political correctness aspect uh, the woke aspect has gone way off the rails. So uh, FBI Director Christopher Wray a few years back was talking about uh, the United States opening up an espionage case every 10 days. That program was canceled. It was canceled because Matt Olson, who I used to work with over at the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, he came back and recommended they cancel that program because in your, your terms, political correctness, the Chinese immigrants and Chinese nationals here legally in the country were, under his opinion, uh, being potentially uh, viewed as being prosecuted politically correct again. Uh, the concern all over this is that once they stop that espionage program, 
they've never really started anything else to replace it, not anything they've publicized. The other aspect to your point on the political correctness is they use this cover as part of the cognitive warfare, because if you start to say something back against this in terms of targeting targeting Chinese illegal nationals, whether they're covert or whether they're truly uh, seeking freedom, you are then painted as a racist and you have all sorts of different issues from the left's perspective. So they use this as an umbrella to hide uh, their intentions. And I think here and some people in the United States are actually aiding the Chinese uh, government in terms of bringing the Chinese nationals here. As, as Matt Olson had said, now he's the director of the National Security Division at the FBI, uh, which runs their counterintelligence and such. And he said, basically, the United States needs more Chinese STEM students and such. Well, the concern here is we have 370,000, and we talked about this before, students in the United States already. So that the, the reason I'm bringing that up is because China has, in this cognitive warfare plan, in my opinion, a multifaceted strategy across multiple different fronts. So there's the anchor babies that they have Chinese nationals come here on legitimate visas and tours, but they deliver babies here, which would become then United States citizens. And we've seen for many years, uh, not only Russia, but other countries who then take their natural born citizenship here, groom those children over decades to then infiltrate into politics and the highest forms of our government to then conduct espionage. So those anchor babies are all part of that. You have the students, and as we talked before, not all students are espionage or, or, or terrorists or concerned, but some of them are. Some of them are specifically here to do certain things. You then have the researchers who are uh, implanted across a number of U.S. executive departments like HHS, as, as you noted before, Department of Energy and other places. And we had the Wen Ho Lee example where he is passing espionage information back to China. And then... <clears throat> you have the current immigration aspect. And so from Xi's standpoint and from the PLA standpoint, this is a perfect opportunity to infiltrate a number of subversive elements into the United States, embed them in the US for a long term without any concern over repercussions. Now, why is that? Because once they arrive here in the United States, to your point, Dr. Yen, all they have to do is claim they are persecuted and prosecuted. They're catched and then they're released. And because of the court system here, there's a small chance if they'll ever, ever show back up in court. And so this is a perfect opportunity for any country to infiltrate a number of the foreign agents into the United States for a variety of different purposes. And even if they weren't here to do sabotage or subvert certain aspects of our infrastructure, they're doing reconnaissance, okay? And as an intelligence expert, it'll be seen with the Chinese uh, balloon that came over the United States that was allowed to fly over our most sensitive military inst installations. They collected vast swaths of intelligence data and that. Now think of it, you have these intelligence agents who travel freely across the United States. No doubt they've been trained ahead of time. So they're not stupid. They're gonna know where to go, what to look for. And now they can set up their own collection systems and collection devices across all these different sites that are of interest to the Chinese government for targeting purposes, for in infrastructure subversion, sabotage purposes, or others. And so 
the reason that I'm, I'm so glad that you bring this up is this this is a a hidden giant that can cause us significant harm. Americans still think culturally that we're protected by two oceans. What they forget is that our open society comes with extreme risks in some cases of just allowing what's happening now, subversive elements to come into the United States and at the right time cause us significant harm. So back to you, Dr. Yen. Thank you, Edward. Uh, you have given us so much information. So uh, the first is we always talk about that. This is an urgent issue because we should not wait to react until the things happen, the miserable things happen to us, the tragedies happen to us, like 911 and also like the COVID-19 attacks from China. We should not let Chinese Communist Party have any more chance to subtage in the United States to harm and injure Americans and also uh, even the Chinese in America who are innocent. That's why we always need to bring this kind of important issues and to discuss with our experts guest, uh, especially like Edward, he has f- over four decades uh, experience, extensive experience in this field. And he understand like Soviet Union very much uh, because uh, that was one of the very uh, leading uh, terrorist uh, communist regime in the history. And now we already moved to the update version Chinese Communist Party regime. So we always need to discuss and let people have the uh, fresh thinking and also uh, have this kind of deep understanding of the situation. And uh, that's why as Edward and me also advocate that we should, oh, we can try to change this reactive uh, reactive. Uh, response to the proactive style against this kind of dangers. So now let's have a short rest. And after the advertisement, we will come back and we will continue the topic, how to balance this innocent Chinese population in US and also versus those agents that sent by Chinese Communist Party and even trained by People's Liberation Army in the United States, uh, especially when they can cross the south border so easily these days to enter U.S. Thank you. Come back soon. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free, love it, or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, 
one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. We are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative think. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, keep your face always toward the sunshine and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to the voice of Dr. Yin. And in the last section, we have talked with Edward Hawkland about the very urgent issue on national security in America, which is a South border safety issue versus Chinese, the increasing Chinese illegal immigrants, especially like thousands of them are the uh, military aged uh people that from China every month cross this border. And also we have the uh, intelligence sources already uh, confirmed that there are a lot of uh, CCP trained and also military trained agents mixed in the innocent illegal immigrants uh, through the border to the United States. So they uh, they will uh, meet other people already stay in U.S. and they, there will be potential subtage uh, operations in the United States if we cannot prevent it as soon as possible. And in this issue, I mean, we we have already seen that we talked about that these people uh, to use anti-CCP uh, and also this kind of political uh, crackness to cover themselves. Because now, uh, after the three years of the pandemic, we've seen majority of Americans wake up and also the legislators uh, uh, also shows a very strong attitude against the, the Chinese Communist Party. That's why CCP also knows that they need to change the way to fight against the, the United States. And they cannot use uh, always rely on the pro-CCP campaign to um, conduct all this kind of activities or the uh, operations in the United States, they need to uh, add more anti so-called anti-CCP fake dissident campaign for their purposes. And this is a very dangerous signal also for the Chinese population in America, including me myself, uh, because like me and also my friends and also I have many uh, audience all over America and China, they really understand CCP's evilness and they want to do a lot of things and we want to do a lot of things to help Americans understand CCP's evilness and their 
cunning style based on Chinese culture, based on our understanding, our experience and evidence sources. But this kind of people, the fake dissidents, including those people going through the uh, um, uh, the southern borders, they try to muddy the water. And they, they try to show that they're anti-CCP, but they will distract you from the most important issues. And also they will waste your time. They will even create chaos in the United States, help CCP to divide Americans. One of the very um, maybe a well-known case recently is uh, the arrested billionaire Miles Gowen Gui in the U uh, New York, and he he was charged. Uh, he is charged for at least two hundred years sentence for fraud. But as a person who uh, familiar with his campaign before, I can tell you that he is CCP and Xi Jinping's agents come to United States several years ago and pretend to be dissident and organized the Leninist organization in the United States, which called New Federal State of China, and working with CCP for Xi Jinping to divide America, especially try to cheat the conservatives to using misinformation, uh, create chaos in the American society. So all these are the very uh, serious uh, reality in front of us. Uh, so Edward, as we know that you have extensive experience in intelligence field and also you understand how this evil regime try to use, uh, manipulate people's thinking, manipulate this kind of cognition to intervene people's decision and could you uh, let our audience know how could Americans uh, understand this situation, especially for the professional intelligence community? How would you suggest them to uh, better handle this issue because China is uh, creating so many problems in the United States, try to uh, bring us all into this uh confusing situations and uh, how would you suggest the professional people and the ordinary uh, public to understand it and to handle this situation well well thanks thanks dr yin for the question so the real concern here for me is is that one of the benefits that she has with uh, china is he has a billion people okay and there's 300 something million americans he knows that our executive branch agency elements in the intelligence community and national security have unlimited capacity to address any one specific issue at any time. He also understands that they act, as I've said before, like titanium cylinders of sub-excellence, meaning they're siloed. They're pretty much siloed and they're still not integrated. So not only do they have a multifaceted strategy by which they're deploying subversive elements into the United States, they're doing so understanding and using the seams between the different departments and intelligence agencies that they're aware of to advance this cause. Furthermore, in the cognitive warfare aspects, they haven't done this without planning ahead of time. So one of the biggest failures 
in our intelligence community today, in my opinion, and the national security apparatus is we have no cognitive warfare strategy. We have no implementation plan how to counter and drive a proactive influence campaign back to disrupt China, Russia, and others. And so she, Putin, and others understand this. And so they use this multifaceted aspects. For example, they use TikTok, right? They know based on TikTok, based on the OPM data and other data they collect through WeChat for their own Chinese citizens and such, where the influencers are, who they're connected to, how they interact, what they like and such. And so they can use all these platforms and folks like Miles Go to come here more in, in terms of a potential double agent, if, if, if based on what you say is true, then they come here to then act in one manner, but conduct a wholly different campaign in another front. And that's that's my concern here is, how do you stop that? Well, without a strategy and without a coordinated whole of government effort across the national security apparatus in the United States, it's going to be very hard. And China knows this. And so that's where, whether it's sleeper cells or whether it's inserting different subversive agents or for, in your case, sending people like your ex-husband or other agents in to disrupt, target, an attack physically, verbally, uh, uh, socially, uh, on websites or whatever else, attack you to show that China has the long arm and can reach out and touch you. So there's multiple reasons why they're doing this. The concern here is, is that they do have an overall strategic plan that they're using to implement. And our military and our intelligence community, unfortunately, continues to focus solely on the kinetic potential for war with China but and with Russia. But what's happening underneath, just like the stream flows underneath the street and erodes the street, the street eventually collapses or the bridge collapses, that's what's happening here in the United States. They are using a multifaceted strategy with these agents and saboteurs to conduct a cognitive war against the United States on the economic, social, political, military in other fronts, and now in this case in immigration, they use that to leverage to insert their people. And so it's it's going to be near impossible to stop these things unless we start to pay close attention to what's going on and have a more cohesive strategic approach with near-term tactical implementation to address this influx of Chinese illegals. And to also take a look, relook at the student population, the researchers in the United States, the educators in the United States, and figure out how do we potentially vet these people, to your point, Dr. Yun, to get a better understanding of whether they're true uh, innocent elements or they are nefarious elements. Because again, China just floods the market and they know that they're overwhelming us and we can't handle it. So that that is a very dangerous situation we're in. And the fact that we're sitting here uh, deaf, dumb, and compliant, complacent about this is extremely concerning to me because this is how the 9-11 disaster happened. And if we have a disaster that is purposely pushed on us, if China decides to invade Taiwan or just even blockade Taiwan, with these types of agents in the United States, they could disrupt and cause us significant concern and mayhem. And, of course, with the left and the political correctness that we have here, if people started to go back and, and, and address this, 
everybody's going to be labeled as racist. And But the Chinese know this. And so they're going to use this to their advantage is that you can't attack all Chinese and no, no, we shouldn't. But they'll use that to their advantage in this cognitive warfare to then hide within the masses. And you know, it's going to make it very difficult to weed them out. Yes, Edward, as you mentioned, my husband and all, maybe I should call him as uh, uh, my estranged husband because I uh, I told him to divorce since I escaped to America, but I can't expose my address. So that's why I can't complete the divorce yet. He is used by Chinese Communist Party, although he's not Chinese, he's a Sri Lanka, Hong Kong citizen. And he is an expert in WHO for emerging infectious disease, especially coronavirus. And now he is in the University of Pennsylvania. He had a, a, got a, a H1B visa to work there in the top coronavirus laboratory in the University of Pennsylvania with Dr. Susan Weiss mother of coronavirus in the United States, and also Dr. Frederick Bushman. And why he can came there? Because Chinese Communist Party, my ex-boss, Dr. Malik Paris in the University of Hong Kong, and also Dr. Susan Weiss and other Americans are helping him to get here. And he is conducting the uh, project like the fox hunting against me to silence me on the COVID-19 uh, revelation. And also Chinese Communist Party uh, launched the propaganda to create uh, kind of trend that they want to describe the situation that if you dare to talk about Chinese Communist Party uh, lab made this coronavirus in the Wuhan and in China and also get it released all over the world since end of 2019, then you would be charged as anti-Asian. So that's how yes. Chinese Communist Party create the pressure to the whole society using their understanding of American culture. However, how much Chinese culture or communist culture do Americans understand? As I say, very limited. And yes. I try to, I let me quote one of the uh, sentence you wrote in your report in 2019 to tell people the importance of the change in the American intelligence community on the cognitive uh, warfare that you mentioned a critical place to start and enable proactive in influence and the predictive analyze is with the use of public and the private information. And you have mentioned that Although it has been many years, the American IC tried to change from the industrial age reactive style to the proactive mode against the, uh, their enemies, including communist China. But it's kind of a field or work not very well because there are still a lot of impediments in the system, in the structure. And could you let our people know more about this problem happened in the uh, American IC, which prevent their understanding about uh, our enemies now, and especially why cannot they use the increasingly open source public information to help them make 
better or more efficient decision because we know communist China prefer this old-fashioned style uh, message delivery using public information. And they know you, unlike, I mean, your people are lack of the um, capacity to, I mean, to be honest, to handle this kind of public information. So, yeah, Edward, uh, could you explain to our audience? Yes, yes. Thanks, Dr. Nguyen. So the concern, before I go into that, let me say one quick thing about uh, your estranged husband is that here you have someone being allowed into the United States from China, which, as Dr. Yin escaped here to warn us about the China flu, the COVID-19 virus. And several million people across the world died. Over a million Americans have died. But yet we're inviting Chinese nationals researching this stuff into the United States to work with us on the COVID-19 problem. This is inviting the fox into the hen house because what it does, it allows those people who come here supposedly for research to then understand what we know, what we don't know. And that's a critically important in the information war. It's critically important in the cognitive war because then you know the weaknesses of your adversary and how you can then split those seams to then cause further disruption in case China wanted to release another virus. So on that, going to the open source aspect, you know, so for over 30 years, well, it's actually now four decades in the intelligence community, I slowly watched how they went from uh, the titanium cylinders of sub-excellence to slightly more integrated and sharing of information. But the focus has always been on the highly classified realm of information. And yes, there's some good information there. And we get some good information from different sources and methods and such that are very critical. However, what China, Russia, and others have learned a long time ago, which we have still failed to learn, is that 99.9% .9 of the information in the free world is open source meaning it's multiple intelligence sources in intelligence terms, from human, from signals, from other types of sources, from overhead imagery, you have commercial imagery, satellites, other stuff. So open source is the predominant set of information in today's world. Now, China understands this, and that's why with TikTok, WeChat, their biological data, uh, and other things, they collect that open source information and they use that to map the information environment. Okay, now why is that important? It's because once you map the information environment and you can then focus on social, political, economic, any type of sphere you want, medical research, any sphere you want, you understand then who are the key players, who are the key influencers, who do they talk to, where do they talk to, what do they see, what do they do, what do they like? Now I can figure out knowing that and how they have received their information, how to insert information to disrupt, deceive, uh, completely imperil, or shut them down. And this is the problem with the U.S. intelligence community is that they take open source and they created a term called OSINT, open source intelligence. And they use the term OSINT to cover that 99.9% of the free world information. And so what that does is it bucketizes, it puts that information in a bucket. And for intelligence community members to then pass that OSINT information to other people, 
there were all sorts of rules, regulations, and policy restrictions. Unlike you and I, Dr. Yan, we can go to our Droid phone or Apple iPhone or whatever else and pull up all sorts of information and pass it back and forth freely. That's not the case in the intelligence community. So even though they have an open source intelligence element, okay, that's executive agent run by the CIA, even that, and even though they collect vast volumes of information, they have no overall cognitive warfare strategy, no overall strategy to map the information environment as China has done by region, by country, by city, okay? And without that, how can they compete on the battlefield? And this is my concern, is we're fighting the old industrial age kinetic war mentality, much as Eisenhower and Marshall had to fire the majority of the generals in the Pentagon as World War II started because they wanted to hang on to cavalry and horses. Today, we need to not only fire the generals and admirals, we need to fire half the IC senior leadership because they're stuck in the industrial age, putting OSINT in a bucket, which few people can access. And so if you look at uh, uh, General Zini from uh, old CENTCOM commander, he said pretty much as I write my paper, he could get the 85% solution in seconds from open source. If he went to the intelligence community, it would take him weeks or months to get the same thing. Okay. And so what do our troops do? They rely on their own ingenuity to get things done. And that's in a kinetic conflict. Now think of what's happening on a day-to-day basis across the social, political, economic, military, medical fields. China understands this. And so they have a well-thought-out strategy. And it's basically, again, mass against a small number of uh, people in the United States who are involved in this. And so they overwhelm the system. And that's what you'll see in terms of uh, the National Institutes of Standards here in the United States. The meetings to set up different standards stuff are attended by a lot of Chinese nationals. Okay, and other folks, because what are they doing? They're swarming the masses and they're influencing the outcome. But our intelligence community in open source has to get over this problem here. And in my opinion, we need a dramatic overhaul of the national security apparatus, not only because it's been politicized so much, but because they're fighting the wrong war and they're losing the cognitive war. And as I write in the paper, if we lose the cognitive war, it matters not what weapon systems we have and such for the connect war, they'll be useless regardless. And this is where China is going with this multifaceted strategy from immigration to these other areas. And open source is a Achilles heel for the United States of America right now. Back to you, Dr. Yan. Thank you, Edward. And I just want to let people know more about culture background about CCP's current strategy, uh, I mean, part of CCP's current strategy, especially when we talk about the southern border and how we see, uh, when we see this, so many thousands of the Chinese in, uh, military-age illegal immigrants every month past the southern border, and all, all of them telling their anti-CCP stories to uh, Americans and show their, uh, uh, they're eager to embrace America. Let me tell you a little bit more background. First, when these people, even cited by the uh, those articles like BBC, they're talking about this uh, 
Chinese people told journalists they got the information how to go to Amer uh, Latino America, how to go through the whole way from mainly from Ecuador to uh, Mexico to U.S. through the advertisement from uh, from social media in Chinese, including uh, Chinese Instagram style app, we called it Xiaohongshu, uh, including Chinese version of TikTok, we called it Douyin, including Chinese version of WeChat, and also other uh, even mainstream media in China, government-controlled media. They have seen the different kind of articles and the people's experience about how to cross the Latino America through either the forest or through the, uh, or maybe you can pay more um, taking the flight uh, crosses the dangerous area to go to U.S. And also they can get a lot of help from uh, people on social media. If you search Twitter as I, uh, I will post this picture in my uh, article following this broadcast and I have shown it to Edward that the, there are people calling, telling uh, they can give you uh, help you to get different visa in America, in Mexico, in Ecuador, student visa, whatever visa, U.S. visa, to help you go to U.S. and to uh, help you to uh, escape from China to United States. It's everywhere. However, if you understand the Chinese communist culture, you would know if China government uh, against, I mean, if China government doesn't support, doesn't allow such activities, then this kind of advertisement can never exist in Chinese speaking social media or media. And also, it, if China really against is really against uh, as they claimed uh, in the press to the world, and if this people are the anti-CCP population. And so first they can't get information and also they will be controlled by the government. They cannot go abroad. And also the very terrible fact is, I mean, we have audience told us they really got arrested uh, by CCP before because they watch our uh, broadcast that they know the truth of virus come from Chinese Communist Party. So they are identified, traced by PlayStation and to arrest for uh, persecution. So when they managed to escape from China using their previous passport, before they transmit to the third country in the Latino America, they were already traced by Chinese Communist Party's overseas police in the other countries in Southeast Asia, like Singapore, some of the audience are prevented from the flight to Latino America or the other third Europe American country to go to America. So now this, uh, I can tell you, some of the audience has to uh, manage to hide in other countries still in Asia, but not come to America. So. It's really impossible at this moment for the real anti-CCP people to know how to go to U.S. and to find the available access to go to U.S. So in this case, if American people and especially the professional intelligence community would 
no more a uh, uh, Chinese culture plus using the public source, uh, open source information. I believe this will save there a lot of efforts to understand the CCP's uh, strategic deceptions and their convert actions. And this will help them to get better strategies, uh, strategies to countermeasure CCP. And we only have one minute left. So I want uh, to hear your um, maybe a brief summary on this topic today, Edward. And <laughs> thank you so much. Um, we will have you again in our future broadcast, of course. Well, thank you, Dr. Yan. And, and you're right. We must move from a reactive posture to a proactive posture, because if we do that, we can disrupt and impede all of these efforts. But as you said, if we don't take advantage of those things and learn more of the Chinese culture, we're sitting ducks. So thank you again, Dr. Yan. Thank you, Edward. And uh, just to let our audience know, Edward and I were doing a, a kind of serious broadcast on both the voice of Dr. Yen and Edward's broadcast, uh, the National Security Hour. Uh, we will show our discussion uh, based on the current topics uh, to help people understand uh, cognitive warfare, and we will further discuss the potential strategies we can adopt, and we will recommend uh, to Americans to adopt uh, against the CCP's uh, evil uh, strategies and to help to defend the freedom in the United States. And so the voice of Dr. Yin will come to you every weekend, uh, Saturday and Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And also, you can get it from other Mark Out Loud Network and uh, iHeartRadio at that time. Later, you will get it from various apps for free, like Spotify, Podcast, Google Podcast, all like this. Uh, I mean, thank you for listening and see you, time, and see you next time.